0: Your college football game day has come early. Goes down the field for sick, he goes up, he's got away from the top speed, and the ball is free! Woo! What a hit! You got barbecue back there! From underdog triumphs to powerhouse showdowns, we've got your winning playbook covered. It's BetQLU with Chris Mack, RJ Choppy, and John Martin, presented by BetMGM.
1: And welcome in. It's another Thursday night on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel. Perhaps it's Friday night or Saturday morning on the BetQL network or wherever and however you get us inside your Odyssey app. We appreciate you joining us here on BetQLU alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin. I'm Chris Mack and we've got to talk about the resumes. Just how clean are they of some of these teams that are looking at a prospective CFP arrival. And, well, we've got some pretty big games to preview as well. Maybe we get an opportunity to talk about the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. we got Ohio State heading to Madison. We've got Oklahoma, Kansas. We've got Oregon, Utah. But we've got to start the show today, gentlemen, talking about, despite the fact that they're on their bye week, everybody wants to talk about the Wolverines because... They are in some steamy water. Their sign stealing scandal, sign stealing scandal, easy for me to say, has officially taken over the news cycle this week. John Harbaugh and the Wolverines could be in trouble. The latest seems to be, if if I've kept up with it properly, is that Michigan football staffer Connor Stallions was buying tickets to games all over the Big Ten and beyond and then sending folks to those games to videotape signals of the opposing sideline so that they could break them down for both future and possible future opponents. Whew, this could lead to Michigan getting in big trouble. Maybe not for this season specifically, but who knows how quickly this thing gets investigated and wrapped up. Let's start there with prospective punishments. RJ, um, Just how should the NCAA and to a lesser extent the Big Ten and maybe a larger extent the College Football Playoff Committee handle this as they take a look at what exactly Michigan did or did not know about what Connor Stallions was doing?
0: Well, um, if if all the reports are true and and everything is true that this was done. By the way, this guy's got quite the T-shirt business, it appears, (laughs) Um, from what you've seen from the Venmo receipts. Uh, he's a piece good. of work, man. He's got a manifesto. Him, man. he's, he's, yeah, dude. I mean, I've been trying to hawk these t shirts over here myself, and I got like, you know, 50,000 Twitter followers. I can't sell five of them. And, and this guy's just selling them left and right like this on his Venmo. I mean, good for him. But I mean, if all this is true and, and the reports about, you know, his salary is true, there's no way this dude's afforded to go to all these sporting events. Without the University of Michigan kicking some money back at them, like if they knew about it, if 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 the NCAA could find they 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 know something about this, and I'm sure the College Football Playoff Committee will will know. Um, then man, I mean, I don't know how any of these wins count right now, and I don't know how the College Playoff Committee could say any of these wins count. Now Michigan honestly could come by and say, "Hey, look, guys, we played Ball State, <laughs> we're fine." Like you know, we would have won this game either way, but it just it just go it, it, look. It's very Jim Harbaugh couldn't beat Ohio State at all. And then in the last 2 years, Connor Stallions rolls around and all of a sudden they don't lose. Mm-hmm. Like that I mean, what are we connecting here? How many dots do you need to connect? I I I come on now. I mean, we we know exactly what's going on.
1: Yeah, that's a really that's a very real point here, John, that like Michigan was Michigan, which is, you know, pretty good, yeah. but, you know, struggling yeah. to get past that Ohio State hurdle for a long time and then all of a sudden Michigan Mm -hmm. starts looking unbeatable in particular this year I mean there I I mentioned resumes in the intro off the top here uh, but and, and we can get into that later but you look at prospective playoff teams they're the only one really that has a perfectly clean resume they might not have needed sign stealing to beat ball state or to beat some of the other teams but to really resoundingly thump teams the way they have through the first seven weeks of the season, you could certainly make an argument that maybe they had a little bit of help in that. So is this something that immediately affects Michigan this season, or do you think we're going to have to wait to see how everything shakes out and we're looking at something down the road and John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh sorry, sorry, is is long gone, maybe off to the Bears or wherever else, back to the NFL before Michigan really starts to see the impact of this thing? <clears throat>
2: Hey, RJ, you can tell the Steelers are back right, man. He's he's on NFL time right now, man. Right. They're back in the mix. That's <laughs> right, man. Uh, 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 look, I, I mean, the wheels the, the of NCAA bureaucracy turn ever so slowly. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is not something that's going to impact this team today. They'll still get to, you know, play for a championship and, you know, um, get to the playoff and all of that. Um I think what it does probably accomplish, and this is a point that others have made, and we we probably said it last week, uh, it, it probably expedites the exit of of you know Jim Harbaugh back to the NFL. There's going to be a lot of maybe intriguing jobs that come open, and I think he's clearly just willing to take a torch to it. Right? He doesn't care. He's like, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to. I will say this, like my energy for the scandal itself is, is pretty low. I mean, it is possible. It is very much in the realm of possibility that stealing the signs and applying whatever they learn from the signs has made a big difference, and that coincides, as RJ points out, with the success of Michigan. But, I mean, dude, this is, this is dumb as hell. Just, I mean, if you could eliminate this by putting technology in these guys' helmets, right? Like, it's what the NFL does. You don't ever have to worry. You know, this is not like you're going to a practice. This is not like you're going to a close practice. You're sneaking in it, you know, in all hours of the night. You know, this is, I mean, anybody can do this, right? Anybody can can tape signs, a fan, whatever, and send it in. Um, so I just, I think what it really sort of illustrates and, and, and shows is the, you know, how archaic some of these rules are and how stupid they are. With that said, there's still a clear violation here, and I suspect Michigan will ultimately have to pay the price for that in 2035. (laughs) Well, that's a really good
1: point. It's it's stupidity that at this point in the year 2023, we don't have helmet speakers in in the quarterback's ears, and we don't have headsets calling the plays in. And that you're not allowed, you know, RJ brought it up last week when this first started to bubble to the surface, that you're not allowed to advance scout in person. Like, all that stuff is ridiculous and falls right in line with the perfect word that you used to describe it there, John, the archaic nature of the NCAA and their, I guess, judicial process, for lack of a better way to put it. But I do think there is a question. You know, when you see Scallion standing on the sideline next to the defensive coordinator and next to uh, Harbaugh, and you you, you look down the scores on Michigan's schedule this year, and you see they haven't given up more than a single touchdown to any one opponent yet this year, Mm -hmm. and you go, hmm, okay, they wouldn't have, you know, Harbaugh wouldn't be standing on the sideline with a chart that looks like a copy of hand signals um, like mm-hmm. the uh, American sign language chart uh, in with his play calling sheet. If it wasn't giving them some kind of advantage and is it realistic to ask ourselves, well, again, maybe they haven't lost any of these first eight games without the the stolen signs, but maybe they've got a game here or there like Georgia has, or Florida state mm-hmm. has, or Washington has where they've had to struggle and you go, okay, maybe the resume isn't so clean if they hadn't had this advantage.
2: Well, I would like—I would just say if, if, if you gave the same intel, the same alpha, if Youngstown State sent a, a, a GA, right, to go steal some signs from Ohio State, they're not going to win the game. They're not going to – they can have all the signs they want they have all the all – the inf- I mean, I'm, I'm sure Ohio State would, would, would let them come in and watch practice, you know? Like, it's not like it's going to – so I do think that while – and, again, it is a violation. It is a rules thing, and they're going to have to pay the punishment. They still have to go out there and execute on both ends, right? They still have to have the players. They still have to be able to go out there and do it. So just having the, the signs is not going to be the difference, in my opinion, but it does create a, quote, unquote, unfair advantage, I suppose, if you want to go that route. And that's why I'm just saying like not anybody can get the signs and still win. Right. Like, right. It's, it's, it's not the way that works. It does create a leg up. And I, again, that's why I think they'll have to face the music here, but it's not like, you know, TCU could go do it. And uh, all of a sudden they're going to beat Ohio state. Like you got to have, you got to have the dudes to pull that off as well.
1: Yeah. And that's the question, RJ, is how much did this actually affect the outcomes this year? And I guess the, the, the point, the greater point is you know is this is this the difference between Michigan being the team that has to beat Ohio State and go 12 and 0 maybe 13 and 0 to get into the playoff and Michigan being the team that can maybe get away with a loss to Ohio State or a loss in the Big 10 championship game because the rest of their results have been so
0: dominant i mean yeah it might be the difference i mean but like at the end of the day i mean if the NCAA is that you know, hell bent against cheating, which they probably are. You know, the the College Bowl Playoff Committee doesn't have to adhere to. I mean, they can make their own rules up if they want to, right? right. And and yeah. if, the, if those people in the room, however many are in the room, and they're going to be here, and you know, they're always here in, in Grapevine, Texas, right? You know, right down the street from me, doing this uh, this little committee. They always meet. You know, when they meet next week, are they looking? at I mean, do they first of all? Do they have the same information that the NCAA Infractions Committee has? And if they do. And I assume they're all looking at it we are gonna find out what they think of it maybe week one and as this thing progresses and if it more and more you know dominoes start to fall you know they, they could easily keep them out and I wouldn't object to it I mean if they're if they're truthfully doing this and they're they're winning games now they're not winning games this year because of this but you know they they, they very well could beat Ohio State because of this I mean that, that's happened the last two years if you want to look at the at the information. I mean, if I were them, I'd keep them out. I mean, that's it's quite it's kind of simple. I mean, you don't want to re- you don't want to. Re- that's the thing. It, it's not that it's like it, it's not that it's a huge deal. It's that you can't give the other 117 schools the idea that it, that you could do it and get away with it. Because if you think, because th- if you if you if you don't do anything about it, and they win, and then three years down the road, the incident of Lake tries to commit with their stupid. Hey, we'll just take the banner down from you. That doesn't yeah. matter. We all saw the championship. The championship happened. The fans had fun. Like the, you know, it doesn't. The players had fun. They got the rings. I didn't give my ring back. So you did the banner down. Okay. Yeah, that
1: doesn't mean anything. You're right. Retroactively, it's it's nonsense. I, I do think there's a question of like you can't quantify how much this helped them. Like it may have helped them zero. They they, right. they may be eight and zero with the same margin of victory in every single game to this point, but you don't know that. It, it, even if it only helped them a touchdown here or a touchdown there or a couple of yards here or a couple of yards there, it, it's, st- it's unquantifiable. And so mm-hmm. that's why I think if you're the playoff committee, and who knows, the playoff committee probably has better information at hand than the NCAA, to be quite honest, um, given some of the people mm-hmm. that have been a part of the playoff committee over the years and who take part in it. Uh, it, it, this could hang like a gu- like the guillotine blade over Michigan season because there's already the question mark of, well, how, just what I said, how much did it help them? How do we quantify it? Can we quantify it? And if you're Michigan, the only way now to know for sure that it's not going to enter the process is to win out. That's it. You've, you've got to beat Penn State. You've got to beat Ohio State. You've got to win the Big Ten championship game. And you've got to be 13-0 and mm-hmm. going into the final CFP committee meeting in order to know that it can't affect you. Because at that point, the playoff committee's got to look at it and say, well, it may have helped them, but it sure, sure as hell didn't get them to 13-0. and And that's the right. only way to, to, to keep it from – if it's unquantifiable, the only way to remove it from the equation – is to not let it be a part of the equation to begin with and just beat everybody.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess my I, – I would say it, it, it didn't help them zero because it kept happening, right? Like, we have – like there, obviously, there was some sort of – but I point as well, May is like, okay, did it help them, like, 1%? Did it help them, mm-hmm. like, 10%? Did it help them – you know, again, I, I've never worked in a, uh, you know, in a, in, a, in a football organization, so I don't really know – you know, how how does this differ from what I'm going to see on film? Right. Like I, I do have access to film. Uh, so how much how much different is this than, you know, we all see those those damn idiots jumping up and down, doing jumping jacks with Beyonce signs. And, you know, we we all see that, you know, I mean, how much does it really help? Rj's being a complete. Harbaugh, Michigan hater doesn't care about ratings. <laughs> you know, of course he doesn't. It's Rangers, Diamondbacks, right? Why? Why was he going right, to caring about ratings now?
0: <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares about ratings right here.
2: Now, nah. Michigan, Michigan's getting in pal, whether you like it or not.
0: Oh, and I, if they lose Ohio State, they might, now look. They they're probably going to get in. They might. They might. They, they might.
2: might. they are beating this Ohio just, State. This, we got time, a- bro.
1: This is a big question mark over their head right now. That's the catch here. This is the big question mark. Minus 185, the Wolverines, to make the CFP. Uh, Ohio State, even money. And Penn State, way back there in the Big Ten at 14-1 to to make the CFP. We will talk Big Ten as Ohio State is going to Madison with a 14-and-a-half point spread hanging over that one. Oregon-Utah the Pac-12 continues to be chaotic. And Oklahoma-Kansas, we break down all three of those games. And before we wrap up, we get you our best bets as well, alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin. I'm Chris Mack, and this is BetQLU.
2: You've been listening to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. Let's get back to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM.
1: And welcome back in alongside RJ Choppy and John Martin. I'm Chris Mack. You are with us on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel. If you're watching the show, we appreciate it. If you're listening inside your free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, as mentioned, it's free. Download it today. Take us with you and listen to the show whenever you feel like. Could be Friday night. Could be Saturday morning. Could be any time in between or around those times. We've got you covered And we will preview Oregon-Utah in just a moment. Ohio State-Wisconsin after that. Our best bets of the week on the way as well for week eight of the college football season in the Big 12, guys. Texas dealing with a Quinn Ewers absence, which could open up the top of the Big 12. I don't know. I look at the rest of their schedule and I question that. But the team they're trying to chase after losing to them in the Red River rivalry is playing kansas it's on the road for the sooners number six sooners at the kansas jayhawks a 12 noon eastern 11 a.m central kick on saturday sooners are five and one against the spread kansas has gone over in four of their seven games this season a push thrown in as well let's start with the game itself oklahoma laying nine and a half total at 65 and a half before we get into a conversation about the sooners and the cfp choppy Sooners laying nine and a half at the Jayhawks. It feels like it's the soon to be SEC pair, and then everybody else in the Big Twelve this year.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, they're clearly the class uh, of the conference. Um, and and, and Oklahoma, I got to give I got to give Brett Venables a lot of credit. I hated yeah. the hire. I thought it was terrible in, in today's day and age to hire a defensive coach. But you know, he's done well there. He's done a nice job at Oklahoma this year. They've 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 had a really good season. This game, I don't know. I don't have a great feel in this game. You know, Kansas is one of those weird teams. Like, I could easily see them making this a competitive contest. I could also see Oklahoma going in there and winning this one, like twenty-eight to ten. You know, I could easily see both things happening. So, it's a it's a big time, big time. Stay away from me. I still like Oklahoma as a uh, as if they you know if if they wind up winning out, and that's going to be tough because they're going to have to play Texas again, most likely. But I you know I I don't see how you keep them out of the final 4. Uh you generally yeah. don't te- that, that's a big name on the front of that jersey. Uh, yeah. And, and you know like that that matters. That matters to the committee. Ask uh let's see ask Texas Tech, ask Baylor, ask TCU have been in those positions in the past 15 years or so where you know if they had Oklahoma or Texas on the front of their jersey they're in. Uh you don't you don't keep Oklahoma out. they, they don't they don't get left out of things.
1: Yeah, especially if they get a second win over the Longhorns. John, uh, there's not a lot outside of that that's impressive about the Sooners' resume. You know, a struggle against Cincinnati a few weeks ago, granted, on the road. Uh, A struggle against UCF, but there, there is something that's clicked this year for Oklahoma. Um, I was like R.J. a year ago and kind of left the Sooners for dead and left Brett Venables for dead. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's Dylan Gabriel being healthy, whatever it is. And I I like him as a dark horse Heisman candidate now too because that market Mm -hmm. seems to have completely opened up, J.J. McCarthy aside. Um, Oklahoma on the whole, I think if they can roll through the rest of their schedule, they're a CFP team. That's obviously a big if with Texas sitting there uh, at the end in the Big 12 championship game, presumably. Uh, but this week specifically, Kansas, nine and a half. I, I want to say I like that, but to my point I just made about struggles against Cincinnati and UCF, I, I don't right. know if I trust Oklahoma to really put them away.
2: Yeah, uh, plus you have, you know, it's not Jalen Daniels yet again. It's going to be uh, Jason being at quarterback most likely. I do have uh, – there are some people that I respect that like Kansas and that did play Kansas at 10 uh, because they are a different team at home. I mean, if you just sort of look at their splits, mm-hmm. they've been a lot better at home. You know, they covered the number against BYU um, away from home. You know, they, they, they beat the crap out of UCF 51-22 away from home. Totally different, as most teams are in college, right, as most teams are in college football. But, um, right. yeah, for me, you know, I, I just – I can't really back a backup quarterback here, uh, even though it is at home. It's one of those games. It's one of those things where it's like I think we're getting into the part of the season now where you have to pick your spots a little more carefully uh, because you're getting into conference games. You know, it's just all a little bit tighter. So this is not a game that I would, you know, be targeting this weekend. Um, To me, the 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 only way I could look is Kansas, and I just don't really. I'm not in the mood to back a backup quarterback. uh, You know, against Oklahoma, so. It's a stay off for me, but if I if I if you force me to do it, I would just take the points there at nine and a half. But it just feels to me like the value is gone from this one at nine and a half.
1: What about Oklahoma to make the CFP at one forty five plus one forty five?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that I think there's actually uh, some steam that came in on that this week, accompanied by the Heisman uh, for Dylan Gabriel. I think yeah. both of those both of those bets took some real respected money. Um, and I think there's a good reason for that. I mean, Oklahoma has taken care of business. I mean, Dylan Gabriel has certainly proven himself to be one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in football. Um, and we're talking about a year where Caleb Williams, he's out of the discussion. You know, the, the, the main competition it feels like right now is going to be Pennix. And, you know, in the Pac-12, you know, do you really expect them to, to get through unscathed? Oklahoma's done its job. They beat Texas in the regular season. You know, uh, can Washington be expected to do that week in and week out? Uh, You know, that's going to be a real question for me. So I I understand it. I respect it. I think Oklahoma's in a really good spot.
1: Yeah, speaking of the Pac-12, it takes us to our next game where it feels like we've reached that point in the year. We reach at some point late October, early November every year in the Pac-12, which is let's all eliminate each other and our entire conference Ah. from any, any kind of CFP conversation because that's that's really the point we've we've reached Um, Washington was this close this close last week they held on Uh, Oregon Utah this weekend 330 Eastern 1230 Pacific number eight Ducks at the number 13 ranked Utes Um, six and a half is the spread on this the Ducks are favored totals 48 and a half which is pretty low historically for any kind of Oregon Ducks game but It's Utah, it's the Utes' defense, and this is sort of a win-or-go-home game as far as Pac-12 title game hopes are considered, as far as CFP hopes are considered. And Oregon's defense, I think, is really impressive. So this is a couple of really quality defenses. I remember saying way back early in the year, if it's any game that doesn't involve Utah or Oregon State, I'll take the over uh, this one does involve Utah, but I, I think we've come to see here, RJ, that you can't predict the Pac-12 really uh, the rest of the way out. Um, I, I'm actually my best bet is going to be on this game. I'll leave it for the end of the show, yeah. but Oregon laying six and a half
0: uh, at Utah. How, how 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 do you read this one, man? Uh, there's obviously the road bow factor, but. Right, I mean, I just don't know how. Like Oregon's defense is good enough. I don't know how Utah can hang. I, I don't know how they can keep up with Oregon's offense. That, that that to me is, um, I don't know how they can do that. So I I, I like Oregon in this game. Uh, I like them by maybe you know nine or ten points. I I, I I know it's a I know it's a tough spot for them to be in. I know Utah is a scrappy team, but you know their quarterback situation is kind of a mess. Uh, and then, you know, I just – you look at their – their you know, last week with U.S. I mean, they're just – USC's a mess, too. And USC's yeah. defense is a mess. So, it's like, all right, I'm kind of on the Oregon trail. I'm on the, on the Oregon side here. You're on the Oregon trail. You, you have died from <laughs> cholera and dysentery. Um,
1: dated reference for anybody over the age of 40 that played video yeah, games in sure. their school's computer lab. Um, I said 48-and-a-half on the total, John. This thing's actually down to 47-and-a-half. Uh, as it sits now, it's moved throughout the week. And Choppy mentioned home road, bow that split. Uh, this will be Bo Nix's, what, 45th start, I think, as a college quarterback, yeah. which will uh, tie the record or set the record after his starts as a freshman at Auburn and the transfer to Oregon. Um, th- that kind of feeds into this for me. And and looking at the under as it continues to come down, it's why I've – I again – I've teased it to it enough but my best bet will be on this game. I'll leave it for the end of the show as I mentioned, but it, the Pac-12 has come around to not only knock every knock each other out of the conversation season for the CFP, but also completely surprise everybody and maybe be more about defense kind of season.
2: Yeah, and I think that's one where, you know, it favors the home team. Um, you know, I watched the, I watched the whole game last week against USC. And uh, I know that, you know, USC's defense was definitely, you know, um, the story there in terms of letting Utah do whatever it wanted to. But there were a lot of possessions there where USC, whether it was turnover or or just not been able to move the sticks, like Utah's defense stood tall against, you know, I I don't know if he's the number one pick in the NFL draft anymore. I mean, I I certainly think we're having a discussion about that now. Um, Yeah. But I think Utah's defense uh, deserves a lot of respect. Um, and they're doing this without Cam Ryan, which is kind of crazy to me. Like, to, to have gotten this far into the season and to be as good as they are without their star quarterback, it's like, damn, if they'd have had him. You know, how, how are we talking about a playoff team? You know, I really think we are. So, uh, look, I, I think what you worry about a little bit is just the hangover. But I think, I think their coach, uh, Kyle Willingham, is – is one of the best and under discussed in, in all the college football. Like he has his team prepared every single week. Doesn't matter who's starting at quarterback and his defense is good. His defense just gets the job done in that, in that league. So uh, I, I, I don't, I can't lay road chalk here with Oregon. Again, it's a value thing with Utah. I don't know if there's much at six and a half. I would not be shocked at all. If Utah wins this game out right at home.
1: Money line, Utah two to one plus 200. Oregon minus two fifty. Of the thirteen combined games these two teams have played to this point, only four have gone over the total. Two each. Oregon two out of their six. Utah two out of their seven. So uh, definitely, definitely trends pointing in the under direction given everything we've talked about. But again, it's the Pac twelve. It's chaotic. It's impossible, yep. seemingly, to predict. Saturday night, eight Eastern, seven Central. Madison, Wisconsin, the Badgers hosting the number three Ohio State Buckeyes. Is this a letdown spot for the Buckeyes? I think that's a good question. It, it's hard to say it's a letdown going into Madison because of the atmosphere, because it's a Big Ten mm-hmm. game. It's always a quality game between these two. Uh, but as I look at it, this thing, this thing is set up to entice you to bet on Wisconsin and then Ohio State. And I'm much more impressed by Kyle McCord after last week's game Uh, Maybe as much because he's got Marvin Harrison at his disposal as anything else. But nonetheless, he's still got him at his disposal. And he took care of a really good Penn State secondary. Um, Sure, with the help of Penn State's play calling on the other side of the ball, which was atrocious, Mike Yursich should be looking for a new job at the end of this season. Um, But Kyle McCord and Ohio State took care of business against Penn State. They got a few weeks until Michigan is this maybe a letdown spot going to Madison? 14 and a half tells me that they won't let down because the books are setting this up to entice you into betting on Wisconsin, John. This is, please, please, yes, come. Give us your Badger money. By all means, two touchdowns and a hook. Come on in. It's nice and warm in here. And then, of course, everybody bets on Wisconsin and Ohio State wins by seventeen.
2: Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin is boiled hot dog water. They're, they're abysmal. Uh, there's, there's not really a number that I would get 28 and a half is where you could start to get me interested in this Wisconsin socks. I mean, it took an 18 point fourth quarter for them uh, to cover the number on the road. Uh, and I you know, but b- before that, they had seven points to half against, I mean, against Illinois. Uh, I, I just don't think there's much of a chance here for Ohio state to, to be let. I think they're like, they got through the toughest part of their schedule to that point, but I still think they're going to be pretty focused uh, going into this one. It's just not a, there's not a lot of firepower. I'm not worried. I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, they're saying, okay, well, here's the hook. How juicy is that? Two touchdowns. Yeah. Ohio state's way better than this team. Wisconsin's bad home road, Anchorage, Alaska, doesn't matter. Ohio state's going to win this game. They're going to do so comfortably.
1: 43 and a half, I think is the total on this choppy super low. Um, but, oh, look, you, you can tell me all you want about how Penn State lost rather than Ohio State won last week, and I can get on board with that to a great extent. To John's point, this is not a good Wisconsin team.
0: Dude, they lost a game. Um, they lost a game where the other quarterback threw for 37 yards. Um, <laughs> yep. They're they're awful. Yep. Uh, they're, this is I, – I will never understand – the media's I'm gonna call it a fetish, it's a fetish with Wisconsin football. That stupid jump around be, the dumbest thing ever like just if, if your tradition is coming up with a pregame song on an on a audio track from a band that wore Celtic jerseys in the 90s and that's your tradition, that's a bad tradition. All right, it's up there with South Carolina's, you know, let's let's do some dubstep, and it's up there with Virginia Tech's, you know, whatever the hell they have to start their thing, their their game. Those those are awful traditions, man. And Wisconsin sucks. They're awful. I mean, boiled hot dog hot water is a great way to say it. they're awful. I will take Ohio State all day. Ohio State. If Ohio State is not the number one team in the nation when the College Playoff Committee's first uh, rankings come out, they haven't paid attention. They're the only. They're 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 they have the same resume. The reason Tennessee was number one last year to start is because they had quality wins, quality win over Bama, quality win over LSU. They're the only. They were the only team that did that. Um, And then the same thing goes here. They are the only team that's got two top ten wins. Like, how is anybody not have them number one? They beat always Notre Dame. comes
1: back to Tennessee with R.J. Always yep, comes does. back to Tennessee somehow.
0: They beat Notre Dame, and they beat Penn State. Like, th- that's it. They're number one. Yeah. Like, it, it, the, the disrespect yeah. on Ohio State this year, and I hate Ohio State, from their oversized stupid numbers to the the, 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 the stadium. Like, I hate everything about them. Um. But you got to be number one. They got to be number one. Yeah. And, and they're disrespected in Vegas. 14 and a half for this game? Are you kidding me? It'll be 14 and a half by the end of the first.
1: Speaking of resumes and what things look like if you're the CFP committee, we get into some of those resumes in a couple of minutes. And well, what do we think of them? Because there's – it's seemingly – there's not a team that doesn't have at least one ugly win or something on their resume to question plus the world's largest outdoor cocktail party we touch on that as well and our best bets all on the way alongside John Martin and RJ Choppy I'm Chris Mack this is BetQLU
2: You've been listening to BetQLU presented by Bet MGM if you missed any of the show listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's get back to BetQLU presented by BetMGM.
1: And welcome back in alongside R.J. Choppy and John Martin. I'm Chris Mack, and you are locked into BetQLU, our best bets to wrap up the show in just a couple of minutes. And what do we think of some of the resumes at the top of the Power 5 conferences that will be considered by the CFP when their first set of rankings come out? We brought it up for just a moment when talking about Michigan and the sign-stealing scandal that may or may not have some kind of effect, obviously, on how they've started very strong. Uh, But... What do we make of the world's largest outdoor cocktail party? And I'm not talking about handicapping the game. Yeah, that's all well and good. Georgia, Florida. Oh, Okay, wonderful. Uh, I'm talking more about the idea, and I, I guess, are, are we still allowed to call it by this name? I don't know. I don't care. It's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. That's what it'll always be when they get together, Florida and Georgia down in Jacksonville. This has to be the best named, the most aptly named game <laughs> of any of the named games in college football. Like the Red River rivalry, okay, I get it. That's the Red River that separates Texas and Oklahoma. It's geographically accurate. That's wonderful. Uh, The Egg Bowl, the Iron Bowl, the the Holy War, the Civil War, the Backyard Brawl, those are all great names for games. Um, But other than maybe Bedlam, which usually, more often than not, at least over the last 10, 15 years, has been Bedlam, um, I don't think anything beats, John, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. I mean,
2: Battle for the Bones, Memphis UAB, one of the most storied rivalries in all of college oh, stories. a good one. It's a good <laughs> oh, one.
1: Oh, always back to the AAC with this man.
2: Always. <laughs> hey, man, i tell you what. I mean, I kind of feel like Birmingham's not in the discussion for barbecue. Kind of feel like they inserted themselves, you know, and I don't really think they – I don't think they belong. I mean, we start talking about the, the sort of titans or the, the heavyweights of, of barbecue. You know, you have Texas. You have Memphis. Uh-huh. You have Kansas City. You know, you have Charlotte. Carolina. You know. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I just don't really think Birmingham is in that – I don't think they're in that group. So, I mean, I know we've wow. caught it that. But, you know, I kind of feel like it's a little bit of a reach here. I don't know if you have the same uh, – you know, because you're, you're in a very proud – you know, part of the world when it comes to barbecue, RJ. I don't know if you are you okay with Birmingham considering itself a barbecue spot.
0: I'm fine with that, man. Look, I mean, I I, I like I like all kinds of food, I like all kinds of barbecue. I, you know, I, I put mustard on my brisket. I don't. I'm not ashamed to say it. I put I, I go okay. straight Frenches, straight Frenches on that thing, <laughs> wow. man. I don't mind to say that at all. I, I'm not, I'm not gonna put ketchup. I won't go ketchup. But you throw yeah, you throw a, a slab minor. brisket in front of me, and, and you put some Frenches in there. It won't be long before I slather that bad boy in there. Oh, yeah, wow.
2: but I would say I would say yeah. Uh, world's largest. I'm trying to think. Like, uh, is is USC UCLA? Do they have one or no? They don't have a name.
1: I don't think they even have a name.
2: It's they're they're, well, they're LA.
0: They're too cool to the have bat, a name for their game. Battle for Compton, something like that. I think that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly I what don't it is. Know. right yeah. yeah yeah How'd I forget that?
2: Battle for Compton. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> okay, works. yeah.
0: I, uh, I mean, uh, look, I, I
2: think uh, I'd, I'd roll with you here. I'd roll with World's Largest Outdoor Cocktail Party. Solid, man. Just, I
0: mean, the Red, River, the Red River Shootout was a good name. Then they then the PC police came in. They'd stopped that one. Now right. it's a Red River rivalry or showdown or some crap like that, and it just ain't the same anymore. Yeah, Big I, it's, Bowl it's the same doesn't
2: thing. It's a great game, but it doesn't make any sense in terms of the name, you know?
0: Nah, civil yeah, war. Civil war ain't bad.
2: Holy war, is not bad. You
1: know, but like you said, the PC police have come along and eliminated a lot yeah. of these names. Civil war, who so, is civil war again? Isn't that Oregon, uh, Oregon State, Oregon, Oregon State. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, holy war. Big there's a couple of ones, them. There's DYU, Utah. Yeah. There's Notre Dame, D.C. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the Big Ten ones don't, don't. They don't have names. It's just we're playing for some obscure trophy. Like it's, yeah, dude. it's Paul Bunyan's act, act, Paul man Yeah, Floyd. <laughs> so I, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party fits though. Everybody goes, they're all tuned up by yep. noon and nobody really remembers the game. And it doesn't matter. Cause it's usually, it, it's usually one team is really good. And the other one is just kind of middling or uh, somewhere and everybody just has a good time and yeah. that's, that's what it's supposed to be. So that's why yeah. I appreciate it. I think more than anything else. Uh, we were going down the path of talking resumes for playoff contenders earlier when the whole Michigan sign-stealing scandal uh, came up. And it, it, it just looking at it, you can see now Michigan's the only team of prospective playoff teams right now that has a perfectly clean resume, really. Like, there are undefeated teams, but they've got wins that you look at and go, ah, I don't know, that one's kind of shaky. You know, Florida State has... Uh, they've got, I'm trying to remember which ones were kind of, you know, they, they go to OT against Clemson and Clemson, isn't much to write home about this year. Uh, Mm -hmm. they beat a Riley Leonardless Duke team. Um, you, you can, like I said earlier, Washington struggled last week, uh, in the big 12 Oklahoma has had their issues against UCF and Cincinnati. Uh, I'm trying to think who I'm forgetting. Georgia has had their issues at times this year in first half. Mm -hmm. So there's not a team out there. That is a CFP contender other than maybe Michigan that you can look at and say, oh, yeah, like th- their, their resume is perfect. So I guess do, uh, how how much do we think the, the committee is going to consider this choppy when they when they first sit down around the around the corner from your house in a couple weeks here? <coughs>
0: I mean, look they they better they better consider everything, right? I mean, that's what their job is. They got to consider everything. They got to consider all how teams have played. They got to consider injuries. They got to consider sign stealing. This is their job. Like, if they're not considering all of these things, why are they in? Why are they wasting money on a three hundred dollar night room? You know, there there are plenty of other places you can go to. Like, go to a Motel Six. If you're not going to ca- account for everything here, man, if you're not going to take a look at everything, what are you even doing? I like the
1: idea of them being at like a roadway in John, where you've got the external room doors yeah. and the the AC unit in the wall that you got to bang on to get it to work, and you know every you don't know who that dude is out in the parking lot smoking a cigarette, but you're pretty sure he's not staying in a room. He's just there to exchange some goods and services.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, who is that in this in these scenario? Who who, who is that?
1: Uh, I don't know. Probably a Big Ten commissioner of some sort.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I, I agree with uh, with with, our, with what our, what RJ was saying earlier. Um, I mean, I, I, Ohio. I mean, I know Michigan's been doing it with margin, but. Ohio State's been actually beating real teams, and it's like nobody's fault. Like it's it's not Georgia's fault that you know they're they're beating whoever they're in front of, like, and that happened. And they happen to not be like it's a little bit of a down year, right, in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't really control what happens to the teams after you play them, but right. I would say, you know, who I who I'm like, you know, in terms of strength of schedule and like actual results, I would say I'm most impressed with Ohio State. It doesn't mean I, I think they're the best team. But I think it does sort of go to RJ's point. It's like we have to be okay with mixing these rankings up, even though you didn't lose, you know, at some point it does matter who you did or did not beat. Uh, And do, do I think that will happen? No, I don't think that's right, though. I don't think that's the appropriate way to rank these teams. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, I just think it's – I'm glad you mentioned Ohio State because I didn't mention them off the top. They are right there with Michigan as having as close to a perfect resume as you can have. Um, I just wonder – and look, the CFP, you can't convince me they don't set things up so that the future games will then eliminate teams from where they are ranked based on how they rank them. Like If if we get through the first set of rankings and it's Michigan 1, Ohio State 2, everybody in the SEC is going to freak out. Because George is three, and it's going to be that. Well, j- j- just wait. One of these two teams is going to eliminate the other one. Relax. You're still in an okay spot. And, and to be quite honest, it'll make sense to me as well because of resumes and because, you know, George, like if it goes Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, Florida State, I'm not going to freak out because A, somebody will eliminate somebody else along the way, and B, that kind of lines up with the results we've seen on the field to this point.
0: I mean, look, I mean a lot of a lot of these results have to line up to, they have to line up with what's on the field. Um, if they don't, that becomes a major problem. But if you look at a team like, you know, Ohio State who's had two good wins, you look at a team like Georgia who has struggled at the half with a couple of teams uh in back to back weeks, um you know, and, and then there's an injury with Bowers, these have to yeah. these have to play into it, you know, and and I mean if, again if they don't if they don't factor in all that stuff, they don't factor in who you've beat because i always thought the committee said it's it's better to play a tough schedule you know we're not going to kill you for losses we're going to credit you for good wins and mm-hmm. that's what they should be doing
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah that's it's it's a good point they've got a you've
1: got to consider who you're beating and and how you're beating them? Uh, all right, time for our best bets. So we can, but before we uh, wrap up here on BetQLU, I told you I'm I'm leaning towards that Pac-12, that big Pac-12 matchup between Oregon and Utah. We'll get to that
0: in a moment. But Choppy, what do you got for us? Uh, well, I'll, I will take that Ohio State minus fourteen and a half. Uh, but uh, I've got a got a, a little parlay for you. Now, this is a oh, small okay. one. It's, it's ten dollars. Uh, Kansas okay. money line. Georgia Tech money line, Northwestern money line, Utah money line, Wake okay. Forest money line, okay, they play playing Florida State, oh, Arizona yeah. State money line, Rice money line, and Cal money line. Now, Rice, a $10 bet will win you $1.04 million. My My account wouldn't let me do that. I can only go up to 500000 so I bet $4.81 dollars 81 so I was able to bet $4.81 to win a cool half mil. So there you go. Mark that down. I will uh, write
1: that down and uh, be sure to That's not play. It's the chaos Yeah. yeah. Anyth- away, any- man.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Anything that involves rice and Northwestern, I'm pretty sure I'm out on. But I hope yep. it works out for you, man. I you do. You never know,
0: man. You
1: never know. Um, um, John, what do you got for us for best bet this week?
2: Uh, it's the game of the week. We're going to, uh, choppy's neck of the woods. We're going to Denton, Texas, where Memphis oh. coming in against the mean green who yeah. don't, uh, who, 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 are not that mean they're actually very inviting. Uh, and so we're going <laughs> to lay the seven and a half with Memphis here. Uh, I actually like their quarterback, uh, Chandler Rogers, I think is his name, uh, but I just don't uh, think that North Texas will be able to consistently stop the Memphis run game. They've been dominated. I mean, Cal beat them 58-21 at home at the beginning of the season. I know it was a different QB, but you can run on this team. And that's really where Memphis has uh, thrived uh, recently. Navy beat them, rolled up a ton of you were rushing yards on them, like 250-plus. Mm-hmm. I think Memphis gets a, 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 lot of, uh, a lot of offense going with Blake Watson there on the ground game and They're able to cover this number at seven and a half. North Texas has no home field advantage. I have this closer to 11 than seven and a half. So I have at Memphis minus seven and a half.
1: Man, disparaging to the mean green of Mm -hmm. North Texas.
2: Very very nice folks. Very welcoming.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My best bet. (laughs) Very welcoming. My best bet. bet, I, I teased a couple times throughout the show. It's, it's Oregon-Utah under the 47-and-a-half. Two really good defenses. Like I said, uh, combined 13 games be- played between the two teams. Only four times have they gone over the total. The only times the Oregon defenses really looked vulnerable this year, actually only once, it, it, well, Texas Tech, but we talked about Road Bow keeping the Red Raiders in that game, and then, of course, the Washington game also on the road. This one on the road at Utah, but – We all know Utah involved, it'll be a defense first kind of game. So give me the under on Utah and Oregon. Thanks again. We appreciate all of you watching on the Odyssey Sports YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening inside your Odyssey app and at BetQL.com. Thanks to producer Zach. Thanks to RJ Choppy. Thanks to John Martin. I am Chris Mack, and this has been another stellar edition of BetQLU.
2: You've been listening to BetQLU, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.